very serious concern that I am somehow just naturally going to fall into a British dialect while we record <laughs> this episode. It's just going to happen, and I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let the spirit of Bridgerton take you where it wants to take you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will I will let the spirit of Lady Danbury move uh, me. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm going to let the narration styles of Julie Andrews just take me where they may. Yes. That might be my favorite part of this series, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hi, guys. I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And this is Tea and Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today, finally, we are not talking about Twilight. (laughs) Jokes on Instead, we're covering the short life of Brie Tanner. (laughs) No. I refuse. (laughs) I refuse. Today we're talking about Bridgerton season one. So season two uh, actually comes out this coming Friday on March 25th. And uh, so we wanted to talk about season one, which both of us, you obsessed over a little bit when it first came out. And I binge watched it all in one night and was like, I was like super into it for like, 48 hours and then I forgot it existed (laughs) it was right after I graduated from college but of course I didn't have a graduation ceremony so I was in this very weird limbo period of my life I didn't have a job quite yet I was hanging in the basement vibing and I just I binge watched Bridgerton and I was like hyper fixation I see you here we are awoken something in me it's so bingeable because the it thing is. about this series is that it's a Netflix original series. It's only eight episodes long, and mm-hmm. each episode each episode is an hour. Yes. So it's an eight hour long show. Mm-hmm. And so I remember binging it all in one night. I yep. started it one night at like nine p.m. Yeah. because I was doing my nails and wanted something to watch. And you had told me that it was like. Pride and Prejudice meets Gossip Girl. It's true. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll watch that. And so I did. And then I couldn't stop watching it. I binged the entire series in one night. So around 5.30, I remember sending you a Snapchat about (laughs) all of my thoughts and then passing out. (laughs) I was so happy you had had watched it because I had told all of our friends, but of course, no one watched it. Right when I was in the middle of watching it. Our other friend watched it last summer, but that was after I had my hyperfixation. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll comment on this, but I have no interest in fully d- discussing this anymore. And then you're like, I watched it too. And I was like, perfect. Somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so you were right. It's Pride and Prejudice meets Gossip Girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With the most amazing costumes i know everyone everyone online criticized the costumes which okay valid criticism if you're actually looking at this as a like an accurate historical or period piece yes i don't honestly i I, I would not call this a period piece no i the what's weird about this is that there's no fantasy elements to it no the universe of Bridgerton makes up its own rules as mm-hmm. if it was a fantasy story. Yes. Um, sort of along the same lines as, like, Outlander does. Outlander, oh, yes. as far as I know, doesn't have magic in it. 
uh but it has those like this is a uh th- this is a setting and a time period that is vaguely reminiscent of you know the british uh ar- aristocracy yes. kind of thing but it's not actually set in any specific real life period yeah so yeah, because, like, it wasn't like Jane Eyre or Pride and Prejudice where it was, like, specific dates with specific locations. It's just, like, this is Bridgerton. This mm-hmm. is where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I quite like it. I did, too. I, the, the costumes were beautiful. They were mm-hmm. all vibrant colors, honestly. Yes. Lady Featherington uh, was a whole vibe and a half. Absolutely. I loved her wardrobe the whole time. I was like, mm, girl is not a nice lady, but her outfits be popping. So mm-hmm. live your truth, girl. Mm-hmm. So we've decided because this show is very much, there is a giant ensemble of characters in this show. Oh, yeah. And all of their storylines intertwine with each other mm-hmm. as we, you know, uh, progress through the plot and so we decided that the best way for us to do this episode was going to be for us to um what are the words i'm looking for go character by character yeah. kind of discuss that character's individual journey mm-hmm. and then uh you know just touch base on where it meets with other characters rather than try to do the whole plot as one because there would be no way for us to keep up with all of the characters if we did that it'd be too hard Mm -hmm. we'd be going on like a million tangents yeah (laughs) so we will begin with our primary couple Mm -hmm. uh, who are Daphne Bridgerton and Simon the Duke of Hastings Uh, we'll start with Daphne Mm -hmm. uh, because she's the one we meet first and the one whose perspective we we stick with mostly yes I would agree Uh, with that which makes sense because the show is called Bridgerton. And it's about the so, Bridgerton families and their conquest yes. for love. Yes. So Daphne is our main main bitch. <laughs> and she... <laughs> we meet her on the morning of the beginning of the quote-unquote season, yes. which is like the courting season. So on this morning, all of the eligible young ladies are presented to Her Majesty the Queen for inspection, mm-hmm. basically. And the Queen decides, you know, how favorable yes. each young lady is, which then socially kind of dictates what sort of men will be vying for their attention mm-hmm. throughout the season. Daphne is declared by the Queen to be, like, the diamond yes. of the season. She is the... M- m- she is the girl that every man is going to want mm-hmm. on her his arm you know yeah and so Daphne's like that's amazing I'm so excited because all Daphne has ever wanted is to be in love be in love and so she's so excited because it's her first season and the queen declared her the diamond of the season Mm -hmm. and that means she's going to have so many suitors and she can't wait but the only suitor or the only suitor singular Mm -hmm. that her brother who is now the viscount of their estate since their father's passing Mm -hmm. the only suitor that her brother will allow near her is this older man who has major peter pettigrew vibes he does he has the most weasley face Mm -hmm. 
Oh, just mm-hmm. the worst. Yeah, because her brother scared off all the other suitors because I think it was after that first, like, introduction to the season, there was a ball and, like, Daphne was being, like, asked to dance by, like, multiple men and her brother just kept steering her away. Because her brother knows all of them. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is her brother is of the same age group as all of the men who would be courting her. Yeah. And so he knows all of them. He knows everything about their families and about all the kinds of mischief that they may have gotten into. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, that one's not good enough for you. That one's not good enough for you. That one's not good enough for you. We need to find you a suitable match. And then the guy that he sets her up with is Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. And (laughs) she is so upset by this and thinks that her brother is scared off all the matches. And so she ends up coming up with a plan with her brother's best friend from school. His name is Simon, Duke Mm -hmm. of Hastings. And they come up with a plan to fake date, essentially, Mm -hmm. because she wants to make herself desirable to the other suitors again. And he wants to get all of the women who are vying for his attention and their annoying mothers off of his back. Yes. (laughs) They're like, we're going to fake date to make Daphne desirable and make Simon unattainable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is my favorite trope in the whole world. I love the fake dating trope. Oh, same. I was so excited about it. And then it only lasts for like an episode. I know. It's like, I wanted more of it. And I understood they had like an eight episode show. And I was like, I get it. You gotta move things along. But for me, I liked staying here in fake datey land and seeing, like, all the sexual tension, like, bubble up between them. Oh, I loved watching that. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. I wanted it to last the whole season. Yes. And it only (laughs) lasted one episode. Like, they, they start fake dating. They mm-hmm. have an episode where they fake date, and it's very clear that they have natural chemistry, that they yes. get along really well. And then in the next episode, Daphne realizes that she's catching feelings, mm-hmm. and Simon sort of gives hints that he might be as well. But then he decides that what's better for Daphne, because she's becoming desirable again, yeah. what's better for Daphne is for him to leave mm-hmm. because... She got her end of the deal, and he got his, and he doesn't want to complicate her life further uh, because he's decided that they can never be. And so he Mm. breaks up with her, essentially. He's like, go find a different man who will love you. And she's really heartbroken Mm -hmm. about it. But there is another man who enters the picture, and he is the prince. There is a prince who has come. He is the nephew to Her Majesty Mm -hmm. the Queen, and he takes a liking to Daphne. And Daphne likes him Mm -hmm. well enough. They get along just fine. And so Daphne starts courting the prince to make Simon jealous. I love her. (laughs) Um, I love her for this. I loved seeing the spite in her eyes in that episode. Mm -hmm. She's like, Rose, Give me that other dress and do my hair the way you like it with the curls and everything. We're going out. We're, ca- we're catching ourselves a man tonight. Yeah. She was like, the bitch is cleaning up after heartbreak. She's getting back out there to avenge herself and make a man jealous. And I can only support that. I stan. I stan a queen. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem is that it works. Yeah. Oh. A little too well. <laughs> 
Simon is jealous. He's 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 incredibly jealous, and he shows up at a a ball mm-hmm. where the prince is going to propose to Daphne, and he shows up at this ball and instead kisses Daphne in a darkened garden, which is mm-hmm. a big social no no. If yes. anyone found out, she would be ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother finds them beats the shit out of Simon and demands that Simon must marry Daphne. And Simon's like, I can't do that. I can't marry her. And her brother's like, fine, then we'll duel at dawn. And Daphne's like, the fuck you will. (laughs) It's illegal. And also, I don't want either of you dead. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And they're like, no, we need to duel because your honor is in question. And Daphne's pissed. Yeah, rightfully so so angry but none of her brothers she has three three older brothers and none of them Mm -hmm. will tell her where the duel is taking place Mm -hmm. or what is going on until she realizes she remembers that last night at the party after this had all happened another girl had made some snide comment to her about being outside and she realizes oh shit we were seen Mm -hmm. so regardless of whether simon pays for my virtue with his life this will come out. Yes. And he needs to marry me. This isn't just a matter of like, oh, my honor is in question. Mm-hmm. This is a matter of this will ruin my entire family. Yes. So she convinces her brother Colin to tell her where the duel is taking place in her nightdress. Horse Throws on a cloak, rides horseback, long hair flowing behind That's amazing. her. amazing. Into the middle of the duel where she gets shot at by her brother falls off the horse and simon and antony her brother is named antony Mm -hmm. both go running towards her it's like my favorite moment in the whole season season is when simon goes daphne and runs to her oh my heart oh 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 Oh, wait no i have a different favorite part but that's a good one too um but daphne stands up and is like first of all both of you are stupid second of all (laughs) i need a word with the duke pulls him aside and he's like you need to marry me we were seen simon tells her i can't marry you and she's like why what is so objectionable about me you said we were friends Mm -hmm. and that if you had to marry someone like i understand you didn't want to be married yeah like you had sworn yourself to a life of bachelorhood i get it I understand that this is not what you wanted, but you told me to my face that if you were you ever had to marry, you would be okay being married to me. Mm-hmm. So what about me is so objectionable yep. that you won't do this to save me and my family from something that we both did? Mm-hmm. And he, he, he tells her, the reason that I can't marry you is because I cannot give you children. We cannot have kids, and you have always wanted a family. That is, your greatest dream is to be a mother and to have a family, and I can't do that for you. And she decides she's okay with that and says, we'll make it work. We need to get married. And he's like, okay, then we'll get married. Oh, Fine, we'll get married. And so now they're engaged and they're planning their wedding, but so both angsty. of them are miserable. Uh-huh. And then the queen makes them, like, confess, be like, I don't understand, like, my nephew was vying for your attention, and he suddenly switched, like, is this true love? 
and Daphne has like this whole thing like bullshitted and ready and then Simon's like actually and he has like this whole beautiful like love declaration for Daphne and it makes me melt because he's like I she's like the best person I've ever met like everything about her it makes me happy and it's very lucky to like find somebody that you enjoy being around but like it's even better being in love with your best friend and I literally melt every single time I see that scene. I'm like, ah! <laughs> it's so cute. See, that scene makes me uncomfortable. A lot of scenes <laughs> in the show make me uncomfortable because they're all very public declaration of yeah. lovey. And uh, that's an uncomfy thing for me. That's so. fair. <laughs> yes, they get married. Um, and then on their wedding night, everything is very... He's, like, not speaking Un to her. Yeah, they aren't talking. Uh, Daphne's mother tells her about sex without telling her about In sex. In the worst way. Really and truly. She's just like, you know, um, marriage is, is a series of compromises and things will only get better in time. And um, you do you remember when we were... When we spent the summer in the country, and there was that, old, there were those two old dogs, and one of them was a male, and one of, the other one was, was a female, and you know, uh, despite the fact that they did not get married because they were animals, they were puppies. And Daphne's like, yes, and her mother's like, yes. Well, have fun on your honeymoon. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Literally no help. Like, I'm not going to spoil what's to come, but, like, Daphne's mother did her daughter dirty <laughs> by mm -hmm. not explaining how sex works properly. Because my girl at all has no fucking clue. She didn't explain it to her at mm -hmm. all. And it's it's a point of contention through the whole show that all of the women are kept in the dark about yeah. sex. And, like, I see Anthony fucking his mistress up against a tree in, like, mm -hmm. the first scene. So, like, the night and day difference between the men and the women and how yeah. they're treated, like, via sex. Mm -hmm. But on their, yep. oh, on their honeymoon, oh, this is actually my favorite scene. When everything the comes to light, the I burn for you. Oh, oh. You like the I burn I for you I loved that. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you like it? It was too much for me. Oh, okay. It was so dramatic and just too intense. And I... Hey, y'all, it's Editing Gwen. Just here to give a little heads up to my headphone users. For the rest of this episode, you may hear a bit of an echo, specifically on my audio track. Uh, if you're not wearing headphones, you shouldn't be able to hear it. It shouldn't affect you at all. But long story short there was a bit of a mess up with my mic which automatically records in stereo and the recording levels got imbalanced left versus right so it's a whole lot of stuff but anyway <laughs> you may hear a bit of an echo sorry about that uh it will be fixed for the next episode so bear with us on this one and yeah have fun here's the thing i love romance I, I love romance. I love angsty romance. I do not like dr over-the-top dramatic oh, romance. Okay, I got you. Like, Darcy and uh, Lizzie, 
Love that shit. Oh, yes. Iconic. This was not the shit for me, though. I enjoyed it in the context of the show. I think if somebody ever said that to me, I would be really embarrassed for them. Because that's not how I like to receive romance, but it's, like, how I like to view my romance in, like, entertainment. I liked the scene i did not like what immediately followed the scene oh i think that's yes. what's coloring my opinion okay of it. yeah okay go you want to jump into um, that after they have this conversation in which they both declare their love they're both like i burn for you i love you and they're like that's amazing they have sex for mm-hmm. the first time daphne doesn't know what's going on or how to do it at all mm-hmm. and they spend too much time undressing each other. Yeah. In a really uncomfortable way in which it is very obvious that Simon knows more and Daphne is very pure and innocent and doesn't Ugh. know what's happening. And then they go to actually have sex and Simon's like, this may hurt a little. And I hate it. I hate that, like, lining. And in then general. there's just entirely too many shots of them fucking over yeah. the course of the next two episodes okay but i like the this one was not my favorite shot of them fucking however the next one to come once they get to like simon's estate is a 10 out of 10 for me simply because it's scored over an instrumental version of taylor swift's wildest dreams and it's kind of amazing that's the only reason i love that fucking montage <laughs> is because of miss swift in the violin <laughs> but yeah i didn't like that first sex scene either i thought it was a yeah. weird i was like so, can we like stop with the virgin thing thanks guys now they're married and they're super in love mm-hmm. and it's great and it's really cute for about 30 minutes uh until daphne sort of realizes that her mom didn't ugh. prepare her well enough for the life of being like a duchess Mm-hmm. So, so she's struggling she's struggling in their community to like fulfill her ro- roles as duchess mm-hmm. and then she figures out where babies come from yeah and that simon she she starts to suspect that simon was lying to her about not being able to have children because we see him pull out every time they have sex and then we, mm-hmm. it starts to be like made a point and Daphne's really confused whenever he pulls out because she's like, I don't understand. Aren't you, like, orgasming too? He's like, oh, it's the same for me. Like, it's fine. Everything's good. And she's like, oh, okay, weird. And then when she connects the dots, she's like, oh, I see why he's doing that. He mm-hmm. can actually give me children. He was lying to me this whole time about not mm-hmm. being fertile or whatever. And so then she makes... <sighs> The worst decision of mm. any character in the whole series. Yep, absolutely. And she sexually assaults her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having sex, and Simon makes an effort to not impregnate her, and she refuses, and... and there's just so much betrayal felt by both of them, him because, like, his wife just assaulted him, mm-hmm. and her because she feels like Simon wasn't truthful with her, and 
this isn't the line that she says, but she says something similar to like the idea of like, well, you assaulted my trust. Or, oh like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, and tries to like justify her actions, and I'm sorry, but her actions are not justifiable. No. I'm not defending Simon's lying to her no. because he shouldn't have done that, but her actions are unjustifiable. Absolutely, like I, she, I. I I wish it would have been approached. I wish she would have just talked to him instead of been like, okay, next time we do it, I'm just going to keep him inside. I'm like, why don't you, like, ask him why he doesn't want to have kids and then then go from there. (laughs) I don't understand why a conversation wasn't the first thing that happened. It's not as if your husband, he has given no indication that he is difficult to talk to Mm -hmm. or not open to talking to her. Yeah. During this entire series, that has never been a thing that has been indicated. And so I don't understand why she went from zero to 100. Literally. I was like, okay, Daphne, let's pump the brakes here a little bit. I get that you're angry that he lied to you, but, like, this is not the way to react to that. Like, let's think rationally for a second and be like, okay, maybe there's a reason why he doesn't want kids. Mm -hmm. He's, like, been very, like, very forward about not wanting kids throughout the whole series so far. So you think there might be, like, a good reason why not? Maybe talk to him and not assault him. So they're both super pissed at each other. And I think they both have good reason to be pissed. Mm -hmm. And they kind of walk through life um, as if, to an outside perspective, they try to make it seem as if nothing has changed. But everyone can tell that things have changed. Things are not okay. There's trouble in paradise. Mm -hmm. And uh, inside their own home, they exist in the same house they exist separately in the same house and simon essentially tells her if you are pregnant if we find out you are pregnant then i will do my duty and stand beside the both of you and if you are not pregnant then you will stay in london and i will go back to our estate and you will be my w- wife in name only, and you will always be provided for, but I never want to see you again. <sighs> yeah. And so there's a whole bunch of angst for, like, two episodes. And I hate this angst, may I just say. Like, yeah. the lack of commu- communication angst is my least favorite trope on this earth, because it literally drives me crazy how these two people can't just, like, talk through their differences together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we be adults, please, and just talk about this and not be, like, super bitchy and angsty to each other? Thanks. No, of course not. We have to be stupid, angsty bitches. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, eventually realize that they love each other mm-hmm. and that things are going to work out. And yeah. then this whole season ends with a shot of the, a... Daphne giving yeah. birth to their first kid. <laughs> so that's Daphne's storyline. <laughs> Um, so Simon. Yeah. The Duke of Hastings. <laughs> he, we, we talked about his, like, main storyline, which mm-hmm. is his romance storyline with Daphne. But Alyssa, do you want to talk a little bit about his backstory, which is, like, the significant part of his storyline? Yes, I can. So, like, I think it might be in the first episode, like, this, this is the Duke of Hastings returning to his 
house in like I think it's supposed to be London or whatever wherever the town is set um, and it's his first time I think being back since his father passed away and like now Simon is taking the helm of the Duke and he and his father had a really really bad relationship with each other because his father's a dick like when his mother was giving birth to Simon the father was just like yelling about wanting a son the whole time and when his mother died in childbirth his his dad did not give a shit um and simon grows up with a speech impediment he has a stutter um and lady danbury kind of raises him as his own as her own when her when his father rejects him because of like this stutter and there's lady danbury being his deceased mother's best friend yes she was like i'm going to raise you as my own because your father's rejected you and just because you have like an issue doesn't mean like i can't teach you she's like we'll teach you it'll be fine he's not giving you the time of day because he fucking sucks and like she she brought simon to the duke at one point to like show him that he's had all these lessons and simon's like speaking really well but then he stutters and his dad's like you are the worst like mistake of my entire life you're worthless basically Mm -hmm. i'd rather you were dead and i had no heir than have you for a son yeah it's literally awful (laughs) yeah so simon on his father's deathbed returns to their estate to make a vow to his father that he will never have children the hastings line will die with him because his father always cared more about the title than about him Mm -hmm. so he's like guess what your title it's gonna die with me there will be no legacy what was the point of having an heir father because i'm not going to continue the title and that's the whole reason that simon refuses to have kids or quote unquote can't yeah children which i'm like valid reason childhood trauma and his dad being awful and i'm sure there's the fear of him scared of being like his awful father Mm -hmm. but most yeah besides that we get a little insight of him and anthony's friendship before it like fucking crumbles Mm -hmm. And they both talk about how neither of them really want to marry, but they're being pushed towards it. But Mm -hmm. they both have, like, mistresses. Like, we see them both, like, canoodling with other women throughout the whole show. So, Mm -hmm. they're fine. So, good transition point to talk about Antony, who is the eldest Bridgerton son and the Viscount of the Bridgerton estate. Mm -hmm. He is the one who is arranging all of Daphne's matches throughout throughout the first half of the season. Um, and he is my least favorite character in the entire show, and he can go fucking die in a hole. Yep. I used, I, like, I remember when I first started the show, I was like, ooh, I'm into him. And then he kept being a dick about Daphne's arrangements and stuff, and just being kind of the worst in general, and then I was like, never mind. Mm -hmm. So, curious to see how they spin him in this new season to make me not hate him (laughs) i'm so distressed by the fact that the new season is going to center around him Mm -hmm. i don't want that i hate no i'm like are we gonna have a redemption arc is your love interest gonna put you in your fucking place as she should Mm -hmm. so yeah because he was kind of awful to simon Mm -hmm. and daphne and he wasn't really taking his job seriously like he was sleeping with this opera singer for the first half of the series and he was like i don't want to marry anybody like i just don't want to be part of this but like i have to help my sister 
and his mom kind of hauls him out on that he she's like i can do the job just fine basically because you're not doing it and then suddenly something snaps in anthony and that's why he sets up daphne with peter Pettigrew because he's trying to prove a point in a really bad way yeah his whole character is just i fuck this woman who I make feel less than because she is not noble like me and I have noble duties to attend to. Mm -hmm. And I try to control the lives of my siblings even though I have no control over my own life. Yeah. He's just a general asshole. Yeah. And the show tries really hard to defend him and his actions. And it's just bad. Like... Even in the last episode, he does not seem very happy for Simon and his sister. And there's still Mm -hmm. some bad blood there from what had happened earlier. Mm -hmm. And he was scorned by his old lover, Sienna, who had found somebody else to be with who didn't treat her like shit. Mm -hmm. And so Anthony's like, everything went bad in my life. And he was like trying to blame Daphne for it, which it wasn't really her fault. It was his fault for being Mm -hmm. a dick. So Also, I just... I. I can't like a character where the first shot I see of him is just his bare ass <laughs> as he fucks a woman against a tree. Literally, I... <laughs> the visceral reaction I had to that when I first watched the show was unlike anything else. I was like, oh, okay, it's gonna be that kind of show. Cool, good to know. That's mm-hmm. an ass. It's a bare man's ass. We see so much of Antony's ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's Anthony. Let's finish talking about the Bridgertons then. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about Eloise, uh, who is the next youngest sister after Daphne. She does not want to be a young lady. Daphne. She wants to be a scholar. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a writer. She wants to go to college. But none of those things are things that she's allowed to do yep. as a woman. Uh, and it's a major point of contention for her. And she decides that what is going to be sort of her like claim to fame or her act of independence is going to be to discover the identity of the infamous Lady Whistledown. (laughs) Lady Whistledown is an anonymous writer who writes a gossip rag (laughs) all about the the ton, the nobility of this universe. Uh, And no one knows who she is and everyone wants to find out because she keeps dragging everybody. (laughs) It's great. She's amazing. And Eloise decides she wants to find out who Lady Whistledown is. She is investigating everyone she knows, gets the attention of the queen. Mm -hmm. The queen asks her to figure it out. The queen then dismisses her. Eloise thinks that she has figured it out completely. And then finds out that the queen has a plot to capture Lady Whistledown and decides, no, she can't do that. Yeah. She, Lady Whistledown's a brilliant writer <laughs> and saves Lady, Lady Whistledown. End of Eloise's plot. Basically, that's, yeah, Eloise is like a C plot the whole time. And we see a couple scenes with her and Daphne where she's like, Daphne, I don't understand how you have the energy and the ambition to do this because this looks fucking horrible. And then, oh, frankly, I don't mind that she's a C plot the whole time. I, Eloise kind of annoys me. Oh, I really liked her, but I also, Daphne wasn't my favorite character, so I like the stark con, the stark contrast to her. I think Penelope is my favorite character though, but Mm -hmm. I enjoyed Eloise's snark and 
like longing to be different. She was like a Mary Bennett, but a better Mary Bennett in my eyes. So then we have my favorite Bridgerton. Bisexual icon. <gasps> yes! King! The show won't let him be bisexual. No, and I wish they would. he is. He definitely is. A bi That man is bisexual. Um, yes. Benedict is the second born Bridgerton. He wants to be an artist. And he has a whole sea line about uh, a, a sea story about him meeting a renowned artist and then being welcomed into that artist's inner circle fucking that artist's wife discovering Mm -hmm. that artist fucking a man and essentially like realizing oh i can have whatever life i want because i'm the second born and that's that's his whole that's it that's it that's it but i love him (laughs) and he doesn't judge the artist for being gay no and there seems to be some sort of spark there for Benedict of yes. like, oh, I didn't realize that was an option for me. Like, he doesn't actually say that, but like, we get the that's inkling. The vibe. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I get an inkling that Benedict's like, hmm, I'm a little curious about this now. Mm-hmm. I can take a new direction with my life. Mm-hmm. So, is the new direction going to be that he just pursues his art, or is the new direction going to be that he. Uh, uncovers his bisexuality because I hope it's I hope it's both. I do too. I really do too. I, I am all for Benedict just discovering himself in the best way. Mm-hmm. I I love him. My favorite he's... male Bridgerton. Yeah, Chef's honestly, kiss. he's the least shitty of all of the Bridgerton brothers, and yeah. that includes the one who's only like five. Yeah, Gregory's a little bitch. <laughs> he like is such an ass to Hyacinth, and for why? She and Hyacinth is fucking sucks. She also is annoying. And then we're also missing like a Bridgerton sister. We have Francesca in like the first episode, and then it's like she's gone. Mm-hmm. And like she's she goes and spends the whole season with like a mysterious aunt and uncle, a la Lizzie Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and the whole thing with the book series is each book is about each Bridgerton's, like, quest for love. So I, I can't wait to see them try and, like, start smushing Francesca in. So mm-hmm. by the time we get to her story, it's like, who the fuck's this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, y'all. So uh, last Bridgerton that we will discuss is Colin Bridgerton. Oh. But in order to discuss Colin, we must first discuss Marina Thompson. Oh, she's something else. Marina Thompson is a young lady who is a distant cousin of and moves in with the Featherington family who lives across the street from the Bridgertons. Mm -hmm. They have three daughters, all of whom are deemed sort of ineligible, like they're all out for the season, uh, but no one is courting them. Mm -hmm. Enter Marina Thompson, who is incredibly pretty and catches all of the attention of all the men because she's a shiny new toy. Uh, and everyone wants to, everyone wants to be her or fuck her. Yeah, basically. So, <laughs> uh, She's not comes, interested. No, but it comes out that Marina is pregnant. She was pregnant when she arrived. There was a boy back in her hometown who she fell in love with. He was a nobleman. Mm-hmm. They fell in love. They did the deed. She got pregnant. And now he's a soldier and he's off fighting the war in Spain. 
the you know nebulous vague war yeah in spain um <laughs> yeah i'm like okay i don't know what war this is supposed this is supposed to be i don't know british history but like pop off he's in a war he's in, in a spain. war somewhere cool um and she befriends penelope featherington who is the youngest featherington sister she is eloise bridgerton's best friend and is in love with Colin <sighs> bridgerton marina and lady featherington penelope's mother uh, decide that the way to save Pen- Marina from the, her predicament is to marry, her, marry off. her off. And Lady Featherington keeps trying to marry her off to all these older men, but Marina doesn't want to li- live the rest of her life with an older man because yeah. they're gross. She wants a hot young husband. Yeah, like and same so girl. She, she turns to Colin Bridgerton, who is a gullible simp. Oh, he is. He is in love with Marina and decides to abandon all of his hopes and dreams to marry her. Yeah. Penelope hates this. Penelope is so upset by this because she loves Colin Mm -hmm. and tries to talk him out of it, tries to talk Marina out of it, and both of them are like, no, we're getting married. Uh, And Colin very clearly really loves her and Marina's using him and it's just really sad. That's awful. And then the secret gets out that Marina is pregnant. And Colin won't marry her anymore, obviously, because he's been betrayed. Yeah. Enter uh, Marina's disgrace, the Featheringtons' disgrace. At one point, Marina tries to make a poison to kill her baby. Oh, yes. um, To try to abort the baby. It doesn't work. She's still pregnant. Uh, and eventually, a man shows up who is the brother of the man who impregnated her. Her love has died in the war, and now his brother is offering to marry her mm-hmm. to essentially, like, fix his brother's mistakes. Yeah. Marina's like, no. And then later, Marina's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, so, hello, never mind. Let's do it. Marina, very unhappily, goes off with the brother of the man who is the father of her child yeah and gets married to him i guess and colin decides to travel the world and Mm -hmm. penelope is just really sad (laughs) i feel so bad for penelope at the end of this all because her and colin are cute like the moments Mm -hmm. we see like when he dances with her at the ball when the bitches are being mean as fuck to penelope and he's like Mm -hmm. i'll dance with you and it's really fucking cute and he calls her pen and it's like a little cute friendship and i'm like oh it's gonna be a friends to lovers moment and i love it but but you know who i hate who marina thompson god same like i initially i didn't mind her as a character she was okay I didn't have mm-hmm. a feelings towards her, basically. I was like, okay, she's just there. Mm-hmm. But when she started using Colin, I was like, uh-uh, that's mm-hmm. not it. Like, I, that's And, like, I, I understand why she felt like mm-hmm. she had to, but I still hate her for it. Same. And just when he, especially, like, when he finds out he's been betrayed, he's like, you know, if you would have told me in the first place, I would have helped you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Oh, my sweet boy. I do like Colin, too. He's another decent Bridgerton boy. Yeah, he's just, he just annoys me. He's just kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're kind of dumb, but you're cute, <laughs> but you're stupid. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all the major plot points. Pretty much. There's there's other stuff in there, too. Yeah. Uh, 
a big thing that leads up to the second season is that the Featheringtons um, lose everything, mm-hmm. essentially, because their, their their dad had a major gambling problem and made a bet that literally cost him his life. Uh-huh. And so at the end of this first season, um, they're all frantic because they don't know who's going to be taking over their estate um, and inheriting everything. Yeah. And then you get them finding out but it's not revealed to us yet so that's going to be a thing in the second season mm-hmm. but that's pretty much that's, it yeah and we find out lady whistledown but we're not going to reveal that here because mm-hmm. that's a big you should go watch yeah it. go watch that yourself i'm not gonna reveal a big plot point like that here <laughs> it's a good reveal though i liked it mm-hmm. but... all right Alyssa, favorite ships <gasps> favorite characters Ooh. okay well i did ship simon and daphne and i stand by that because like i Mm -hmm. love a good fake boyfriend fake whatever Mm -hmm. relationship trope it's one of my favorites i love their chemistry their little snarky moments i hated them once they got married though like once they got together i didn't ship them anymore i was like okay y'all are both pissing me off same get off my screen you've been banished Mm -hmm. and i also ship colin and pen because i think they'd be really cute and they're both very wholesome beans i also just love penelope so i'm like whatever the best for my gal mm-hmm. but that's it for my ships i also ship daphne and simon i think it's impossible to watch the show without shipping them yes but i agree i hate them after they get married they're insufferable <laughs> i also really really love um penelope's sister and mr <gasps> finch yes the cheese guy <laughs> the cheese guy <laughs> it was so cute this man has maybe five lines in the whole series, and he taught he uses three of them to talk about cheese. I was so cute. <laughs> it was, uh, and also Benedict and Mademoiselle, what's her name? Her her first name is Genevieve. Oh, okay. Oh, I yes. Like, yeah, the she's like a seamstress, mm-hmm. and he ends up uh, sleeping with her towards the end of the oh, season. Yes. And I really like their relationship. But I also ship Benedict with anything that walks talks and breathes yeah. because um that man is bisexual yeah <laughs> and that doesn't mean that he has to fuck everything but he i think that he I um think he'd like to he would like to and yeah. also he has the raw sexual magnetism that he could he does there's <laughs> he is the hottest bridgerton brother he is colin looks like nick jonas he does and i think he's a little bit too naive for me to like really cling on i had mm-hmm. a big crush on the duke because i found him utterly oh, yeah. attractive Simon and is so hot a beautiful man yeah and i was like god this man is so snarky and so <laughs> hot he's giving mr darcy and, and if anybody remotely gives a little touch of fitzwilliam darcy darcy i'm like oh, i melt but he's a sexy fitzwilliam darcy that's the thing is there has never been a hot man who played mr darcy and i know you think colin firth is hot but Uh, colin firth isn't hot mr darcy isn't hot no he's a romantic yes a romantic awkward little bean mr darcy is not hot simon duke of hastings is hot mr darcy but make him less awkward therefore hot Mm -hmm. but i do stand by colin firth being hot darcy anyways (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> favorite characters uh ooh, i think my favorite characters were eloise and penelope a i love their friendship i don't know if that's a ship but i love their friendship i ship their friendship very hard 
Mm-hmm. I like how they complement each other. They're both very smart. And then Eloise can be annoying, but for the most part, I didn't hate her. I think I didn't like her as much when she got into the whole Lady Whistledown business. I was mm-hmm. like, this is stupid and annoying. And then Benedict. Fave Bridgerton brother. That's my criticism of Eloise is that I think she's just a shit friend. Yeah. Like, she gets so caught up in her own business, in her dis- her, her desire to catch Lady Whistledown, that she can't see that Pen is hurting, even though it's very clearly mm-hmm. obvious that something is happening with Penelope and she is hurting. And Eloise just refuses to acknowledge it. She also takes her own hopes and dreams and projects them onto Pen. Yeah. Never talks to Pen about what, what do you want, Penelope? Always just assumes that Penelope wants what she wants. Yeah. Which I'm not here for because I'm wondering, I'm like, maybe that's why Penelope didn't tell Eloise she was into her brother. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'd be like, well, Eloise is going to judge me for wanting to marry a man, mm-hmm. especially her brother. Yeah. Which I think is shitty. If you think your friend's going to judge you, they're not a good friend. <laughs> At least yeah. on that stuff. Some things friends should judge on. But my favorite characters, uh, Benedict is my favorite Bridgerton. Yes. But my favorite character in the whole series, honestly, is Lady Danbury. Oh, I love I love her. that woman. I love her. She is a cold, hard bitch. And I don't mean that like her being cold-hearted no. because she's not. She is the friendliest, most loving mm-hmm. woman ever. I adore her. What I mean is that she is savvy. She is sexy. She owns her shit. Yes. She's an I absolute fucking icon. I love her. I also kind of love the queen. I was Me I was too. there for her. I loved seeing mm-hmm. like her little sensitive moments with her husband, like when he was kind of losing his shit and she had to deal with that. I loved her being mm-hmm. like a boss ass lady bitch who was obsessed with her favorite gossip gossip column. Like that was a ten out of ten. I loved that for mm-hmm. her. Yes, yes, amazing. All right. Are we already at Zillennial quiz-taking time? I think we are. I think we are, too. All right. I think we should take a Witch Bridgerton <gasps> character are you quiz. See y'all on the other side, then. Uh, Back! Uh, Back! <laughs> God. We're both Daphne, aren't we? Yeah, we are. God damn it! I'll tell you what. I took this quiz two weeks ago, and I got the mom. I've gotten Daphne both times. I don't want the same things as Daphne in life. I think that's why I have such a hard time being like, I don't see the similarities, but in some things I'm like, I get, okay. Alyssa, read the description. Sure, okay. Daphne Bridgerton, you are known for being soft-spoken and demure, but you have a secret sultry side. There are many things you still need to learn, but you can hold your own in an argument. You're both sweet and stubborn, which usually gets you what you want. With that description alone, I can see it. I for myself, for, you, for yes. myself, that's like a that's that's me in a nutshell. I can't see it. No, that's for not me, you. Though. It doesn't make no, sense. No, that's not you. <laughs> and when I tell you the only answer I changed between this one and the one or this time I took it and the time I took it two weeks ago is the enemy question. I wonder if it's because it's the you only answer Nigel. I changed. Yeah. When I when I take it the way I did last time, I get Lady Violet Bridgerton, which reads, you are kind, well-liked, and observant. You think you know what's best for the people in your family, and you're usually right, but there are exceptions. You've experienced loss, which has led to some tough decisions, but the people you care about usually come out on top. 
Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's yeah. more accurate, yeah, that's, I think. I think we'll, we can accept that answer instead. Mm-hmm. Even though the mom is the true villain of this story. She really is. Like, I, I like her, but I wish she would have – she could have done some things differently. With Once again, all the Bridgertons suck, except for Benedict. <sighs> Literally. Because <gasps> oh, I'm like, listen, just especially when it's your daughters getting married. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a metaphor about sex and really fucking confuse her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The characters are dynamic, mm-hmm. but for a show called Bridgerton, none of the Bridgertons are likable. No. I'm kind of hoping that changes next season. I don't, I'm curious to see what it's going to be like. I really am. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really like Antony, so... When he gets two two new love interests I think next season, I think. So, yes. So, we'll see. It does seem... Comes out next Friday. It does. It's giving me Taming of the Shrew vibes from what I've seen so far. Yeah, like the publicity stuff. Like, this yeah. one gave me big Pride and Prejudice yes. vibes from, like, all of the, uh, all the press. Mm-hmm. But the press for season two is giving big Taming of the oh, Shrew. Oh, yeah. And also, like, one of his love interests, named, her name is Kate so i'm like oh lol (laughs) any final thoughts i recommend this show honestly it's a good time it's a good binge show you go you get Mm -hmm. through it quickly and if you do it with your friends you have lots to talk about Mm -hmm. my mother and my sister also watch this show so we got to have that fun conversation yeah i'll say this (laughs) watch it with your friends do not watch it with your mother no it was really awkward when we would watch it together knowing that my mom has seen the same sex montage as i have it's just it's different and not in a good way (laughs) Alyssa, where can they find the podcast Uh, you can find our podcast on soundcloud spotify and apple Podcasts. if you listen to your podcast on apple podcast and spotify subscribe and give us a five star rating because we want people to find us you can connect with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsquee. Or if you have longer thoughts, go ahead and send us an email. Our email address is tnsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Alyssa, what should they send to our email this week? What should they tweet at us hmm. this week? I want to know your favorite Bridgerton, but I also kind of want to yes. know your least favorite, too. Like, me, your yes, fave both. and your least fave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you have an essay uh, defending Anthony Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. I'd love to read it, honestly. I'd love to be swayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I need to read it before the new season comes out on Friday because yeah. I need to know whether or not you can sway me without any preconceived opinions from the new season. Yes, because like, it is likely the new season will sway me in some direction. Mm-hmm. It might soften me to him. Mm-hmm. But I need you to do that for me without that buffer mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. all right we will see y'all next time mm-hmm. for season two of bridgerton yes uh and until then stay chaotic yeah stay hot mm-hmm. and stay safe yes have a hot girl moment but make it safe mm-hmm. safe hot girl moments uh stay healthy Hydrate or dihydrate, ma'am.
Hydrate or dehydrate. Enjoy your spring allergies because oh. Lord knows I am. Yep. I didn't take my Zyrtec mm-hmm. today and that was a really bad idea because now I have a sinus mm-hmm. headache. Go outside and take a stupid little walk for your mental health. Yes. The weather <laughs> should be getting nice. Unless you live in like the Midwest because maybe then it's not as nice. John Green put out a TikTok today in which he was like, come take a walk with me. But I, I don't mean that as like, a, look at all the beautiful scenery around me. I live in Indiana. It's just the ground in grayscale. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, me too. I love this man. It's true. Have a good, have a grayscale hot girl walk, if you will. Yeah. I did this morning. I, I took my puppy and I went on a, a grayscale hot girl walk. I made a TikTok about it. It was great. Amazing. <laughs> I can't do long walks still because I bruised my toe. Dropped a bookcase on your foot. It wasn't even me. I was helping somebody move it. We set it up on like a trash can and my foot was in the wrong place at the wrong time and it fell. Way to go. I At least I get to fill out workers comp for it. <laughs> In case it becomes infected. <laughs> My bruised toe becomes infected. In what world? This one probably. This one. You know, it's feeling a lot better and it's not swollen and the bruising is going down. I'm like, I think it's going to be fine, but thanks, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm going to have to amputate it. <laughs> Stay hot. <laughs> take, a, take a stupid little walk for your mental health. Don't drop a bookcase on your foot. Literally don't. These are my wishes for you for the next two weeks. Or if you do, (laughs) drop it on your left foot so you can at least drive still. (laughs) Unless you drive stick like me, in which case you are screwed up. Yeah, then you're just fucked if you drive stick. (laughs) This is for my, what, automatic bitches? Automatic. Automatic bitches who only need to use the right foot to drive. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Have a good couple weeks, y'all, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.